Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening to the very first episode of Neurotica. My name is Cody Ryan, and I'll be your host. Today, I want to talk about a movie. The movie is a mostly throwaway romantic comedy. It's called Crazy Stupid Love. In the beginning of the movie, Steve Carell is at dinner with his wife, Julianne Moore, who explains that she wants a divorce. In the next scene, they cut ahead as Julianne Moore frantically explains that she had cheated on her husband while Steve Carell implores her to stop talking and claims that he's going to get out of the car if she continues to do so. She continues to talk, he unbuckles his seatbelt, opens the door, and rolls out of the car. It's really the first laugh in the movie, and it's done pretty well. The juxtaposition between her franticness and his deadpan delivery is just perfect. He gets out of the car and starts rolling as she freaks out, and it's a good laugh. Except that's not how it happens. The way it happens is you're in the back seat. Your father's driving. Your mother's drunk in the passenger seat. They're arguing about something. To be dramatic, your father hits up to 55 in an empty parking lot. She opens a door. You hear a scream. You watch as she rolls along the ground. You and your father say something in unison like, Holy crap. You pick her up. You drive to the hospital. That event happened when I was, give or take, six years old. For years, it's been that kind of skeleton in my closet that I knew as soon as I told people everything was going to change. It's probably not my weirdest or darkest secret, but it's definitely my most dramatic. For... Almost two decades, I thought my mother tried to kill herself in front of me. Now, later I've come to realize maybe that isn't true, but you may be thinking, why is he telling us this? Isn't this too personal a reveal? And as the episode goes on, you might start to think, well, definitely, why is he doing this? Why is he using this event in such a manner? But this event has haunted me for almost two decades. And I really want to move on from it. I don't want it to hold me back anymore. I don't want to beat the skeleton in the back of the closet that I reveal only to people in deep, deep conversation. So I'm going to get over this event in the only way I know how. Today, I'm going to talk about this event with a friend. And I'm going to make it funny. All right, so I'm being joined today by my friend Tony. How are you doing today, Tony? I'm doing great, Cody. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. So Tony listened to the same audio you listeners just listened to. Um, he heard it about a couple of minutes ago. And Tony, I just want to start by getting your reaction to the audio you listened to. It's a lot to take in. I thought a traumatic event being something not as traumatic as that. That <laughs> what, was pretty fucking traumatic. What is like a standard traumatic event for you? I mean... I thought it was a traumatic event based on something you've done, not something that someone else has done. Oh, damn, Tony. You yeah. You thought I was doing I thought it was something, yeah. I thought it was something you did. <laughs> okay, so um, just to give a little bit more context to the story, so what I'm going to do now is going to be a little long-winded, but I think it's probably helpful to place where we were at and how we got to this point to give you a further idea of how the whole night works. So okay. I'm originally from Delaware, Tony. I don't know if you're familiar with Delaware at all. It's a place. It is a place. It that is, is place. true. Yeah. Um, so the northern part of Delaware, and especially this one town called Hocassin, or as the locals call it, Hocassin. Hocassin. Hocassin is 
consider what would be like the most bougie part of Delaware, I'd say. And bougie as in like that's where all the rich people, rich people like okay. to live. Um, there, there's a parade that goes through, and the parade used to have like Joe Biden would always be in the parade every year when he was a senator. Oh, the rich person parade. It's yeah, it's where all the like the top politicians are in that parade to try to like you know show face and stuff. Show their money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So very bougie town has like an old like you know railroad going through it, and there's these like very distinct roads in Hocassen, um, Hocassen. Hocassen. There's one hill that goes down into the city, uh, the town, and one hill that goes out into uh, Pennsylvania towards Lancaster, Lancaster. Um, and the thing is, once you get into that part in Pennsylvania, it turns rural very quick. So it goes from this like bougie town, like suburb, you know, old money to you know, mushroom farms. Okay. And you, the smell kind of hits you, and they have money too, but those are more sprawling rural. They're money because they work for it. Yeah. Okay. One thing that people mm-hmm. don't realize is there's a little overlap. There is rednecks in Hocassin, Delaware. And my father somehow found the only rednecks. All of them. I've met every single redneck that lives in Hocassin, Delaware. Is your dad a redneck? He is. Ooh. We've been to multiple NASCAR races. <laughs> so one particular place we'd go, and most people probably don't know this, up, up the hill for Hocassin. So people who lived in Hocassin, Delaware the whole life or Delaware and been through they probably know you go up the hill, you look to your right, there's like one last shopping center. There's a really dinky one before you get to kind of just rural, like random gas stations, no more shopping centers. There's like a fat guy's burgers, there's like a crappy liquor store, you know, nail salon, that kind of shit. And you off, off to the side, you kind of see um, like trucks and stuff, but this shopping center is its own bowl. What people don't realize is if you keep going up the road, don't turn right into the shopping center, keep going up. You'll follow this road, it turns into like rocks, and you will see these trees, and between the trees is an opening, and on the other side is one single family trailer. Just this this big wide open space, one single family trailer. There is a garage, just a small like, you know, built up shed. In the back there's a fire pit, and there's one family just living in this forest between the border of Hocaston and Lancaster on this hill. This is the spot of the incident okay so this isn't where you live no not at all okay we used to go to parties at their house all the time the man who owns this area um his name is fireball wow and if you want to know what fireball looks like um just go to google and look up uh the movie wild wild west the butcher new liberty the guy has like the the horn out of his ear so he can hear he looks exactly like that guy big beard bald just beautiful like angry ginger looking dude (laughs) heavy drunk he married um this woman named katie she had two sons from previous marriage um her husband died under weird circumstances i think it was a motorcycle crash that i don't even that's a mystery to me to this day it wasn't so two children um ashley is the older one and johnny is the younger one and i used to play with them all the time so we go to these parties i'd play with the kids you know, the adults would get drunk, high in the shed, uh, float horseshoes, sit near the fire, talk about NASCAR, watch NASCAR, drink a lot of Budweiser's. Um, but we go to these parties, but these are more my dad's friends. That's one thing you need to know. My mother grew up actually kind of in an affluential family, but her father died. She bounced around a lot of like step parents. Um, but my dad, he grew up in Hocassin with uh, four brothers, five sisters. So this, these are his people. So this, yeah. These are his people. Okay. So it's a typical party that we have at late night in the summer. Um, 
But the, what made this one different is that for some reason they had steak. And usually, you know, they have a barbecue, but we get like some crappy shit. Like hot dogs, hot dogs and burgers. For chicken. some reason, they got steak this time. Ooh. And I can I can even almost taste the steak. Like that. this is how, you know, those kind of little it's things a, get burned in your mind because of the event. No one has steak, yeah. Yeah. So we get the steak and it's not that good. Like it's not high quality steak. They didn't cook it well. What kind of steak? Like a, like a Walmart like, steak? Like a crappy flank steak. Yeah, like okay. a Walmart and, um, you know, I remember eating it, though. I'm like, cool, we got steak. So we're leaving the party, though. Katie approaches my mother. My mother's been drinking because it's a party. Katie's been drinking exponentially more because she's even bigger alcoholic than my mother at the time. And Katie comes up and it tries to insinuate that my parents should help pay for the steak for the party. Just a very odd moment. And my mother's very non-confrontational and gets very upset by this. And the last thing I remember, I was standing next to my mother ready to leave. I remember Katie going, oh, fuck it. Like, just very angrily and then storming off. My dad is notoriously hard to get to leave things. He just keeps talking to people, talking to people, talk to people. And we're just kind of waiting for him so we can leave. And um, my mother is really upset at this point. So we get in the car and we're starting to drive off. And my, my mother's like crying. My dad can tell. But he doesn't understand the situation, and my father doesn't handle emotions well. So first, he's trying to like console her, but somehow we end up in that parking lot of that shopping center, and they start arguing. So how do we get to this parking lot? So we're leaving the party. Yeah, okay. And instead of just driving onto the road and leaving towards our house, he drove into the parking lot, I guess, to stop and like try to understand what was happening. Uh-huh. But then he got angry at her, and in dramatic fashion, my father likes to do those dramatic peel-outs. So he peeled out, got up to 55, and my mother opened the door and got out of the car. So that's where you get the scream. Both of us turned around and said, holy crap. We pick her up. We go to the hospital. I think she had like a broken leg of some sort. It's never really mentioned to me again what happened that night. Like Mm -hmm. I just have these memories of it. Here's the one thing that I can already consider a little funny from this. My father does tell this story. As if it's a funny story. He oh. thinks us saying holy crap in unison is one of the most interesting things you could tell. And openly tells his people, like, at parties or family members. Huh. No one's ever sat me down and said, that Cody, this is what happened that night. I went my whole life thinking this was a suicide attempt. How old was your brother at the time? My brother is six years older than me. He was not there. He wasn't there? No. Okay. Because uh, he's my half-brother, so he was with his father at the time. Okay. Um, so this is just... A weird event. That so if your dad told him this story, it would have been as a joke. Not necessarily. Or as like a funny story. Not even necessarily as a funny story. He just like thinks it's a story that you're allowed to tell people. Uh-huh. And then there's a funny part at the end. I held on to the story and I had told the story to a few people, but it was always like that one story that I held on to. Like if I tell you this story, you're in my circle. This is different. This changes everything. Mm-hmm. I've been holding on to it for too long. I don't want it lorded over me anymore. I've worked through it in therapy, but I feel like there's just this last hurdle, this one thing that I need to do. And it's because everything in my life I've tried to make funny and I get it. This is not the kind of funny story, but I got, I got to laugh about this. Yeah. And that's why you're here today. Oh, great. So you and I are going to make this funny. (laughs) Tony, take it away. Make it funny. Well, yeah, let's start here. Does your, uh, when your dad's telling these stories at parties, is your mom laughing about it? Does she find it funny? So that's the thing. So my my parents split up 
when I was eight. Okay. So and she's not she, at the parties anymore. She passed away when I was sixteen. Okay. So sorry to hear that. <laughs> this this podcast <laughs> is getting more hilarious by the way. But, you know, and Mother's Day is Sunday, so you know, R. I. P. Mm. Um there's never been an instance where this story's been told in front of her. Okay. And because she has died, I've never gotten like closure. Closure on that. I never had an opportunity to really ask, and she wasn't very involved in my life. So he's telling the story, and most people, my family, know like they would know that my father's wife broke her leg. It would under want to know why, and he was very forthcoming with it. But tells it now, like, hey, remember, like Dawn jumped out of the car. It's like, why are you? Who is why this would for? You bring it up, yeah. Um. My, my father, like, he just doesn't understand emotions well, so he just keeps bringing up things that are just, like, nobody else would just bring up in casual conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's there's no, like, ah, man, we've reconciled this moment. Like, it just kind of went away and then came back. Yeah. Owen, this is really tough to make funny. Well, so here here's what I'm thinking. Let's say we were reenacting the event. Okay. You know, what, what can we do... To add some lightness to it. My first thought is, what if my mother just announced something before she jumped out of the car? Like, I'm going to jump? or I think that would be, like, or bad. But what news, if she yeah. said something like, like, the proletariat will take down the bourgeoisie. <laughs> or just, you know, just yelled some nonsense. And then me and my father you know, went, holy crap, like, That'll never work. Socialism will never inherit the earth. (laughs) Uh, Tony, do you have any ideas of things she could have yelled at before? I I think a good one would be, is that a quarter on the ground? (laughs) She jumps out at it? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is so tricky. We pick her up and she's like, oh no, it was a nickel. It was a nickel. So disappointing. Or if like my father was like, no, we're supposed to get up to 88 first. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're we going we don't need roads <laughs> yeah <laughs> she wasn't ready for the time travel no oh but i, I think this is very deep yeah and very hard oh that's why i didn't yeah. tell you about this like a week ago i want you to struggle with this i wanted it's to so see struggle you drown. i'm it's having more fun and laughing at you hearing uh, this i'm trying to tiptoe around it and just no tip that's the whole podcast it. yeah you have to talk about it this is what this is tony this is who we this, are this is the world that I live in. I live in discomfort constantly. constantly. I need to laugh through it, and that's what I yeah. do. You have to dive into the insanity. That's what I brought you here for. <laughs> Come on this ride with me. This isn't. I'm gonna hop on the ride. This isn't a podcast for the people. This is a podcast for me and you. Oh. Come they're on, gonna, Tony. They're gonna listen to this, and it's gonna be like, "Wow, how do we get make this funny?" I'm not wondering. I'm gonna make it funny. I'm just. I want you to help me out. Here. Okay, we can help. So here, here's another thing about. So our, the vehicle that she jumped out of, uh-huh. um, it was like the vehicle from my childhood that I wish we still had. It was a Chevy Blazer, all black, with like one red stripe around the side. Like not dramatic, just like this one like little like back when you know cars we used to have a little bit more yeah, like decal yeah. and stuff. So I always think of this as the reverse white Ford Bronco. <laughs> That is my OJ moment. OJ moment. It, we are in the, we are in the black Chevy Blazer to OJ's white Ford Bronco. We're not. We're trying to get away from each other, not away from the police. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a beautiful car, and I wish we had it back. Which is funny that I hold such fond memories of this car that has such a traumatic event attached to it. Do you have like pictures of the car? 
Somewhere, yes. Yeah. It's it's a very beautiful. I I would get this car tomorrow and drive around and be like, and keep it. Yeah, and I'm like, hey guys, check this out. This car my mother jumped out of. <laughs> I think it's, it's such a horrible thing to say, but it it is a horrible a thing to say. Yeah, you're you're helping me get through this. This is a therapy this session a therapy right now. Session. Tony, exercise my demons for me. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> Tony, so. I, I related to the movie Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love. That's a great movie. It's literally the first laugh of the movie. It is the it is like the... opening laugh of the movie. Yeah, it's opening scene, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's like the second frame. Um, and I remember watching that movie and going, "Oh, I'm supposed I to lift, laugh at this I lift part." This. And I kind of want to cry. It and, really fucking tugs at your heartstrings and how you think but, of it like that. Yeah. Yeah, but like that is the most like inconsequential movie of like oh why did you cry it's like or was i was it? crying because of crazy people love it's like oh did you go through a divorce i'm like no i have never been married but this you know the scene where steve carell just lazily rolls out of the car have yeah. you seen uh ladybird yet no I, what well you're gonna, first, you're gonna oh, spoil ladybird no, for no. the people the opening scene of ladybird is they seems their thing she rolls out of the car because she's fighting with her mom you know what i actually saw that on twitter and, and again breaks. i was like you know my first thought to that yeah. was well shit it's still my idea it's still your idea yeah that's not so you don't want to recreate that man no it, was, it wasn't fun at the time yeah it's hilarious now look how much fun <laughs> you're having tony <laughs> tony you're squirming over here i am squirming. i need you I you're my producer this is so hard this is what yeah we're all about this is I know. what this show is going to be going forward we're going to have to turn tragedy into comedy. Who else have you told this story to? Besides um, your therapist. A g- girl that I went to high school with. What did she say? Um, she said she was so proud of me for how brave I was. How brave you were? Yeah. How, how I've gone through so Brave much. in the moment or brave now? Not even in the moment. Just like, how oh, I've gone through so much and just pushed through to become this great success that, you know... Just randomly cries on Wednesdays because he watched the show Legion and it just hit him too hard. I don't Cody consider Ryan successfully. I don't consider myself brave at all. I don't think I've even really lived through much. Have you done a brave? What's your bravest event that you would say? Um, my bravest like, event. Like have you chased down like a? No, I'm a kind a of a coward. Or, yeah. I here's, have you ever called a bully? No. No. Um, here's here's my thing. Throughout my entire childhood, whenever things like this would happen, I just go, "It's gonna be all right." Mm-hmm. And then at some point, like around 18, 19, maybe a little, probably the 16, I'd say, it just all hit me and I went, oh, fuck, that wasn't good. Uh-huh. Like it was just all these traumatic events would happen. And I'd be like, well, it won't be fine. Just like, brush it off. Yeah, my father was like, hey, um, you know, your mom's not going to be living with us anymore. And there, that's its own event in itself. But he came into my room and said, and nobody told me why, but he said, your mm-hmm. mom's not going to live with us anymore. I was like, yeah, it's cool. Um, can I get back to playing Crash Bandicoot now? Like, I was just like, that's just my thing about it. Yeah. Yeah, like, eight when that happened. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Well, like, you know, I don't know where she's going to stay, but I'm going to play some Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, for me, most of these stories, though, I've already found reasons to laugh. Mm-hmm. This is the one that I can't break through. And, Tony, it looks like you're having a similar struggle. Yeah. I'm asking very you. Laughable. I'm asking you, what's the most ridiculous thing somebody could yell before jumping out of a car? It can be it can be the worst thing you can think of, Tony. This is your stage. Whoopsie. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. That's great. Yeah, I. Oh no. Yeah, like that's like, that, like little. Because uh, all I got was a scream, but like maybe through the scream, 
she was trying to communicate something else that I didn't hear. Uh huh. Maybe she was trying to say to me like, "Come on, get out of the car too. Like we're going for a ride somewhere else." Like, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't. And to this day, I I thought she was trying to commit suicide. I don't believe that anymore. No. I think she was just drunk and trying to get away from my father, and something kicked into her, and she was getting out of the car. Fifty-five miles an hour is pretty fast, though. And considering that he was accelerating, so. Yeah. So he was she, definitely going more than 55 at the time. Well, he, he was accelerating. I remember being 50. It could have been 20 miles per hour, for all I know. Okay. But I'm assuming breaking the leg. You're going to break something when hopping out yeah. of the car. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, in that moment, it, it, it seemed like, you know, this dramatic thing. But I think it was just this fight or flight instinct kicked in her. And she decided to get out of the car. Um, but what if she was trying to open the door and climb on the top of the car and then do that, like, kung fu move where she comes in and like kicks my father through the window and then she takes the car and kicks him out and then we just drive away happily ever after but would it be happily ever after well she fucked up the move so i have yeah. no clue yeah i'd like to go back and try to relive that event where relive she actually it. gets the kung fu move down like alter we... your memory on the event and see if it why well, i want to i want to actually yeah. live the universe where she gets that kung fu move perfectly and me and my mother just drive away into the sunset. So you have like a karate kid like montage where you're practicing that move. And then someday in my life, this I is have... literally like the final showdown. Yeah, my father comes back in my life, and I have to finish off the job. And I kill my father and scream, "Whoopsie!" <laughs> um, see, look, yep. there's a there's potential here. There is potential. This is the, the movie that, we the movie that wasn't yeah. written. Where's the Where's the Cody who in the backseat should have dramatically started crying, and my parents decided. Well, he, he saw too much. We're going to have to take him out. I mean, and they tried to murder me. And it's a Home Alone style. Your mom could have just like, gotten up, up from the car, like off the ground, looked at you and said, shut up, you little bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Or she could have just stood up and be like, ah, I thought that was going to do more. Like, <laughs> or we realized she was a superhero. Yeah. Well, she just like. Never broke her leg. Or she just flew just away. flew. Yeah. yeah. And we're just like, what the fuck? She could have done that the whole time. It's just like a disappearing trick. Like you guys look back and she's not even there. Yeah. Just it's just a pile of smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Or she's back in the car. Oh my god. <laughs> she's sitting in the back seat with you. Yeah. What if well what if in this story, like, what if this never happened? what if I got into someone's beer that night? What if I'm not even remembering the right story? What if this never happened, Tony? I've, I've, I've never really considered that, but what if What if it never happened? Or maybe it didn't happen the way I thought. I mean maybe the, the way that you flew the, off the The way the that car. it sounds like that your dad tells it, it's might not be the way that you thought about it. That's true. He doesn't think of it as the traumatic event. He doesn't think. It's what, a... Have you brought it to him that you think that maybe she tried killing herself that night? Um, maybe once. Yeah, I, I have trouble talking to my father about emotional things. My father is more. He doesn't find it things emotional. Yeah, he he um he doesn't know how to handle emotions. Um, his his one emotion is anger. I think my dad's like that too. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a common. That's a masculine thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, you're you're the man. You don't yeah. you don't cry. Yeah, boys don't cry. My dad did this thing a couple nights ago. I wasn't home. I was um, working, but my sister told me the day after. Um, we've been having electrical problems in the house and whatever. So he goes through the circuit breaker box in the garage that we have, and um, he's bitching about it or whatever. My mom's outside cooking, and my dad's – he's short. He's shorter than me. Okay. But he, he's used to be like a boxer. He used to – he knows how to throw a punch. And the fucking guy punches our circuit breaker box. <laughs> And all of our electric in our house goes out. <laughs> he punched the electric out of your home. He punched the electric, literally. Okay, well, and uh, his first instinct 
What's he got? Oh, shit. <laughs> whoopsie! <laughs> whoopsie. That was his whoopsie. So I, I'm going to say next time he does that, get him into the car. <laughs> Rev it up to 55. <laughs> Push um, him out. <laughs> well, if you can. If it worst case scenario, you jump out. He'll get the message. Yeah. I could push him. Well, how about that? So let's talk about the ramifications of my mother jumping out of the car. So yeah. my parents are having an argument. Okay. This is her Hail Mary. I gotta She's say. She's going all the way, yeah. Yeah. What if you get back in the car, you know, pick her up, and my father goes, you know what? I was never thought of it that way. Was your mom a bigger lady? No. No, she was like smaller. She's pretty frail. Like you. Sure, like thanks, Tony. Yeah, no, like your Yeah, I was built like a middle-aged woman, yes. Yeah. Um, yes, my mother frail, but I mean, what, what okay. if she just got back in the car and my father's like, you know what? Never thought of it that way. Mm. A good point. Yeah. Cause aren't like, we all just, jumping away from our problems? Aren't we all just in this speeding car called life that we Never just all want to jump off of? And you opted to do the craziest thing, but it was so brave. You said, Hey, and pavement, this was all I'm over for you. This was all over having to pay for stakes, right? Yes. I mean, look at it like they that. were, were great fun. stakes. What are you looking at? It's kind of funny. The price of stakes. That you're jumping out of a car over a price of stakes. Yeah. The yeah. price of stakes are too damn high. Yeah. For a barbecue. Well, I can tell you. And the hospital bill. Great stakes. The hospital bill was probably, probably higher, higher than the stake. So, in the end, this story is really just a story of the most expensive stakes. Capitalism. Ever bought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why she screamed about the bourgeoisie. Because she knew. <laughs> These are going to be some expensive ass stakes. Don't Healthcare we all just deserve... <laughs> don't, we, yeah, don't we all deserve some stakes... At reasonable Walmart prices? Yeah. Healthcare for all. Yeah. It breaks her leg and then... Have to if anything, you know what? You made me realize that today my socialist views have been inspired by my mother. Yeah. The car. <laughs> you know, she was looking out for me. She goes, Cody's going to go through this life and... She's going to... The man's going to get him down. He's going to be working this 40 hours a week and it's going to start racking his mind and one day he's going to realize... One day he's going to be leading the Bernie revolution. Yeah. He, yeah. He's going to realize... She jumped out of the car for me, not for herself. <laughs> Jumping out of the car called capitalism. <laughs> Speeding bullet. Because the thing is, you Better know, I think it'd be funnier if she jumped out of the car. My father was, we both looked back and said, holy crap, we're paying attention. And just like in a dramatic movie, we just drove into like a gas tank and we blew up. And she was just like, well, like, yeah, you made the right decision then. Like, <laughs> it doesn't look so stupid when you drive directly into a gas tank. Like, what did what she like, was just like, she just watched like Lethal Weapon that day. And like you know, Ooh. sometimes you like watch yeah. a movie and you get into that you, like, you like mindset. Want, you want to have like an action like packed day. After yeah. That. So she like got out of the car and she had her gun and she was ready to shoot. But we already we already hit the gas tank. She, the she gas. saved her bullets. Yeah. And then she went and got a beer and popped her leg back into place. Because that's apparently something you do. So, yeah. Nobody's ever broken a bone in those movies. They just dislocate it. Yeah, and then they always pop it right in. Yeah. Yeah. They always have time for a beer before they actually go to the hospital. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, it's it's just a strange thing. The funniest part about it, probably, well, not even funny, but like we went back without my mom. My mom never went back. Well, me and my father went back multiple times. And every time these people were consistently shitty people. Like Fireball have, was a drunk. I think he hit the kids. They weren't even his kids. Have they ever like brought up the stakes after that? No. Have you guys ever gotten stakes after that? I don't think so. I think stakes no. were outlawed. Yeah, after that. No, no stakes. Ugh. The stakes have never been lower. It's just not even worth going to the barbecues after that. I know, but we kept going. You poor thing. Oh, well, it's fine now. I persisted. Nevertheless, yes, uh... I persisted, Tony. <laughs> we got that fireball here. 
this guy's uh I don't so I'd assume he's still alive, but that man has to have liver disease. He has to. I think he I think he is kind of sick now. But like seriously, if you look up the picture of him, he he looks like the butcher of New Liberty. Did you look it, it up? He, uh, he looks exactly like what... Does you, Fireball have a Facebook account? I don't think so. I, I You can look up Fireball. I think he also looks like... Would um, you put your name as Fireball on Facebook, by the way? Hell yeah. Yeah? Fireball. Um, Do you know how that nickname came in place for Fireball? So, I'd assume he was in a biker gang. Okay. Um, this is before Fireball the liquor was a big thing. Yeah, um, that's all I'm getting is whiskey. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't Fireball whiskey at the time. I'm sure he doesn't drink that shit. He's a straight Jack Daniels man. Yeah. Um, or Budweiser. <laughs> I think he just got the name because he was like in a biker gang or some shit. Like, I think this man definitely murdered people. And will murder again. Does he have like tally marks on his arms for every body he's collected? I can't remember, man. Like, he's just like, he's just this ghost. Like, he, he kind of looks like uh, one of the bad guys from um, Resident Evil 4. Like, that, that's that's what we're talking about, like, intimidation-wise. Like, we're going to uh, general... Ted Levine? Yeah, dude. It's okay. Ted Levine. No. Damn it. The guy who played Buffalo Bill is also Fireball? Sure. What are you doing? I'm Googling Fire. I'm... You're just going down a rabbit hole. He loves the... Yeah, you love Wild Wild West. The Butcher New Liberty. I've never seen Wild West. You're such a movie buff. You haven't seen the greatest cinematic movie period piece. Don't see fight like a big giant spider? Yes. It's yeah. mechanical. Yes. Okay. Why do you continue to not look up the specific thing I've asked you to look up? I thought it was what I was looking up. You, I, you just Ted keep Levine. Googling Wild Wild West. I'm I, telling you, the Butcher of New Liberty. Butcher of New Liberty. Yeah. Tony is down his own rabbit hole of Google right now. This can't be interesting for people listening. Just waiting for Tony hold to on. Google just something. Hold on. Asked him Google half an hour just ago. Just hold on. Same person. This uh, is no, sorry. No. Never always, mind. Never yeah. mind. I'm just giving up. That's the doctor guy. Yeah, that guy. This that's, guy. Ah. Yes. that's exactly what Fireball looks like. Bloodbath McGrath is Sorry, Bloodbath yeah. McGrath. I think yeah. Butcher New Liberty is like his other nickname. Okay. Um, he looks cute. But Bloodbath McGrath, look look up that person. He looks like he could be like a bad guy in a Harry Potter movie Definitely as well. beats his kids, yeah. But yeah, so Where's Fireball nice? is this like fucking... Probably watches MMA. Ghost of Sparta, God of War looking motherfucker. Uh-huh. Um... He just watches NASCAR, drinking Budweiser, and it hits kids that aren't his. He never hit me. I'm sure he'd like to. I'm sure you're, you're a douche. Yeah, yeah. great. Um, especially as a kid. And the, the mm-hmm. kids, they were great, but they would show me where their father was buried, which apparently was illegal. They just kind of got his Buried body. on the land? Yeah. He like So apparently it was their land first, and his father um, went off his bike off the, um, the hills. Probably drinking. Yeah. Um, another hilarious story. We'll get into that one some other day. Um, <laughs> Were you there for that? No, I, I would. No, that's somebody else's traumatic event. That's somebody else that needs to come on the podcast and try to make it funny with Tony. I'm not going to be here. Tony will be here every week trying to stumble his way through some comedy <laughs> with um, other people having traumatic events. Other serious. No, but I think, you know, you, you talk about the multi universe theory, and what happened after that event is it just kind of went away. You know, this happened. It was upsetting, but then it just wasn't a thing anymore. I can't even remember. I can't remember anything after. Like, I can't remember. I remember seeing my mom in a wheelchair at the hospital. I remember having crutches for a little bit, but I can't tell you a specific memory of the time between this traumatic event and anything else. No. Yeah. But where could I have went with that? Where could I have been? Maybe I could have been the person no. who's like, we need to outlaw cars. They're just too dangerous. 
just we can't like, like guns yeah no. my brother my brother is now alt writer really and he um that's his, his go-to argument it's like if we're gonna outlaw guns why don't we outlaw cars they kill people yeah that's great great, great point yeah and he's like well why are we gonna do regulations on guns i was like we do regulations on cars but you know what they're not working cars still killing people yeah yeah i mean and you know what we're probably reducing some car deaths can't reduce them all why even bother if anything should be allowed to drink and drive. You should just hop in the car now. Yeah, let's just get in our cars. If you're done driving, get out. Yeah. So you get an argument with somebody? I'm not dealing with this. I'll just hit the pavement at 55 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's... So the also, cl- like roller coasters. You can jump out of a roller coaster if it wants to. I mean, exactly. Are we going to regulate that? You might start flying. You might just realize you're a superhero if you get out of the peak and you just fly. At least for the like first uptick of like three seconds, you will be a superhero. You will be in the air. Whatever Going happens upwards. after that, it's not your problem just gotta anymore. Just got to keep flapping your wings. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Nobody nobody ever no one really d- says, like, once you hit the pavement, it's not your problem anymore. No one really flaps. They always just They all just try to do the Superman. You know what? Superman's not from this planet. You're gonna have to flap. You're a bird. Yeah. You always worry about hitting the ground, never about going up. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's America's biggest problem. Yeah. And just keep on. You know, if anything, this podcast has just you know reinstitutionalized my commitment to socialism. <laughs> I think everybody, you know, means production things like that. We're gonna seize that shit. You know, we're gonna outlaw uh, cars and guns pavement for that matter we're just gonna go back to rural america can't jump out of a car if they don't exist um no more steak the price of steak too expensive does you your know? therapist believe the price of steak is too expensive by the way you know what? i need to talk to her about it that's something that we should because really... i didn't i didn't consider yeah. that angle you know what's the most traumatic event that's ever come from your life that started with steak other than diarrhea have oh <laughs> that was me last night I had two steaks last night. Let's talk more about that. Let's talk about Tony's most traumatic event. He had two steaks last night and had some major diarrhea. Yeah. It wasn't so much traumatic for me. Um, I mean, I'm used to shitting like that, like a king. But um, having to be around other people who have to smell it or have to... uh, Just hang out with you in general. Yeah, pay witness to it. Yeah, you're blaming it on the smell, but I think it's just your personality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my girlfriend wouldn't come cuddle with me until I went to go shit. Because I was just farting. She liked to smell my farts. Yeah, I agree with her. <laughs> so, Tony's recent adventure with farting is that he was farting so much that a DJ at a bar had called him out. I do remember that. Yeah. It, did take, said, it took me like, fart. It took me like the day after to remember that actually happened. That still makes me laugh. But that, that's, that's the stuff. highest consequences for you ever eating steak. My highest consequences for ever eating steak is my mother potentially trying to kill herself. Yeah. Uh so consider that when you go to Chipotle and order your steak burritos. I don't like Chipotle. That's not me. Tony's on the side of me. He's like, you're going to... So, Tony, coming out of this podcast, you yes. agree you're never going to eat steak again. No, I'm not ever going to eat steak again. That's... You know, you're a true friend, Tony. So, you know what I want to do? What I want to do now is... Um, something I always do in therapy is... Yeah. My therapist will ask me before we're about to talk about a traumatic event like this. Like, uh-huh. um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much discomfort is this giving you? And this this was consistently a 10 before. This was consistently a 10, um, maybe even above it. Yeah, so now, you know, we worked through this. We had some laughs. We, had, we cried a little. I didn't cry. You did. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty fine. You're a man. I'm, I'm kind of past it. Whatever. Yeah. Jump out of the car. I don't give a shit. Um, 
So now let's let's both evaluate how we feel. How uh, you were uncomfortable when this started. How uncomfortable were you when we started talking about this? And you were trying to make it funny, even though you're not funny at all. No, I'm still pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> well, we'll get to your rating. But what was your rating when you started? Ten. You were a full ten. You're a full ten. Full chub ten. Yeah, full chub. Okay. So now, after talking about this, what is your level of discomfort working through it with some comedy? Let's say about nine right now. You came down. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I, I feel like that. Like once we start opening up more, I started seeing where it could be funny, even though it's still. I not. think we left meat on the bones, and now that you're nine, I know we're just gonna have to do this every week, the same nine. event until we get event. to one, and then we do another traumatic traumatic event. Oh god! Until it's gonna be more traumatic events. Until we're just laughing our ass off about the time that you know some girl made me question my sexuality. I don't know. I don't Can even have a specific that? one for that. I don't uh, know, but you know it's probably out there. Yeah. Um, but. You know, you, you came down a little bit, so we're work we're working. Well, what would it be for you? Right now? If you started at a 10, because I mean, probably, that is your tremendous you, you could not have done worse. I'm probably at a 15 now. No, I, you know what, I think at I... 15? I, no. Uh, I think after, you know, just being willing to talk about it, uh-huh. and now people know it, and I get a lot of sympathy sex from it, you know, that's going to be... This really is like regret. a go-to move. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's heard it? Everybody I've ever had sex with. Really? Uh, no, that's not true at all. <laughs> I mean, more, more than two people have heard it. Don't worry. Um, I better begin. You know, I would say this. right now, what's my level of discomfort? Like a four. Four? I mean, I've worked through it in therapy. I'm going to be honest. This isn't like the only time I've tried to work through it, but I think. Well, I'm not a therapist, so I'm glad yeah. that your therapist worked through it with you. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I give you $20 a week. You don't do shit for me, but I give my therapist 45 and she does the minimal for me. So, you know what? <laughs> That's, you know, a pretty good return on investment. Um,. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think knowing that I don't need to be held to that anymore, knowing that maybe it wasn't a suicide attempt, maybe it was just in the moment, fight or flight, bad decision, but you know, you're drunk, you make those. Um, there's still plenty of events we can unwrap one day, but as of right now, I, I, I don't hold that as much anymore. And I, I forgive my mother for a lot of things. And you know, even if we couldn't make this the most hilarious thing ever, I, I am working through these things and I'm, I'm getting better. And that's what I want to try to capture is, you know, when you're open about these things and you're willing to say, I'll take it to its most ridiculous extreme, I will say whoopsie about the idea of somebody falling out of a car or that she tried to get a quarter that turned out to be a nickel, which is just soul crushing. Um, you know, I think just willing to, just to do that. And I, I know some people are disagree with me and say, don't, don't do this. Don't put your mother on blast like that. This is ridiculous. But this hurt me for so long. And to do this podcast means more to me than anybody could ever understand. Mm-hmm. And this is just step one to really honing in on all these things that dragged me down and making something of them. Because I think if I can capture even an ounce of my pure emotion into my creativity, you know, I can make other people laugh and be happy. If I can turn this misery into somebody's joy, it's worth it for me. Yeah. So for me, I say it's worth it. Tony, do you think this was worth doing? Of course. I mean, maybe one day we can come back to this moment. Or not this moment, this um, traumatic event yeah. for you. Maybe after like 10 traumatic events that we go through. Yeah, and Tony and will take some improv classes. And yeah. He'll, he'll work maybe on his be funnier. Yeah. And maybe we'll just script out everything we're going to say. So maybe really someone robotic. else could come on and talk to us about you. Yeah, I mean, I try to get other yeah. people, but you're the only person willing to come on this podcast and free. Yeah. I mean, I, I could have got one of my other friends could, and just put them on the spot yeah, like this. Yeah. I tried. It's really hard. Have I you thought t- it was easy. Wait, when you told people about... Coming on to your podcast, did you bring up this traumatic event? I refused to tell anybody the event. Yeah. It was going to be the same format. I I played this for you minutes before, Mm. and that was the only way I was going to do it. Yeah. 
So, overall experience though, Tony, are you? It's the most fucking you, cringeworthy thing of my life. It's great. Yeah. I love it. This is my. <laughs> this is. Um, and I'll keep doing it. We're, this is this is what I'm going to go for. So if you didn't like this podcast, do not listen. No, listen not, to every podcast. Yeah, please, please listen. Please and please donate Use to our vendors. Promo code Rand <laughs> MeUndies. I we didn't get sponsored yet. But I'm glad you were able to come on today. Tony and I have some exciting things that work. We're not going to announce it yet because so much going on. But it's we're going to start doing this, more. Hopefully. This is step one yeah. of the podcast. And, you know, we got some more things down the line. So very excited for the new uh, revamped podcast that I'm doing. Tony will be on once in a while. You'll, you're, you'll be occasional co-host, right? I'm around, yeah. Yeah. You got anything you yeah. want to plug right here, Tony? You want to, you want to plug your Twitter? No. Okay, don't follow Tony on Twitter. It's not very good. Follow me on Twitter, at CodeRan. But if you're listening to this, you probably already found it from Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, much more to come. So thanks for listening. If you have any traumatic events and you'd like to do similar uh, activity, please reach out to me. We can do it. Um, Tony will not be here for it because he's not funny at all. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening.